Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Let's Chat, You and Me. This episode, we are going to be talking to the lovely Demisha, all the way from Detroit, Michigan. If you think we sound, <laughs> if you think we sound a little different, it's because we are. She's all the way in Detroit, guys. I'm in New York. So, I love so New York. You do? I've never been to Detroit. Really? Oh, you should yeah, come I visit. Come and here. I would love to come back to New York. New York, New York's so great. You know, I gotta come. To, I gotta go. I gotta come to uh, Michigan. Um, yes. So I'll put that on my list. But yeah, so we're going to do this whole episode over the phone. So this is what you guys are going to be hearing. So you guys are kind of being nosy and you're eavesdropping on our conversation. <laughs> Usually that'll be a little rude, but for this instance, it's okay. We'll let you in on it, okay? Um, Demisha, she is pretty phenomenal in my opinion. She is a believer in Christ Jesus. Oh, you're welcome. So that means she's my sister. <laughs> she's my sister. Hey, sis. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and she's also a blogger, a teen girl um, inspirer. I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to make it a thing tonight. Right. <laughs> it's a official. And um, she's also the founder of Rise, which means release inner self enemy and every single one of us has that male and female we have an inner self enemy the voice is always telling us the bad things about ourselves um so we'll get into talking about that a little later on as well um see as i mentioned she's a blogger you can find her her work on wordpress it's release inner self enemy dot wordpress dot com release her Release Inner Self Enemy is also her Instagram handle. And I'm also getting tongue-tied because I'm so excited to get into this conversation with Kanisha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about a couple of, actually a few really deep topics. And um, I feel they're really important for us as humans, not just women, but human beings to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about standpoints from the Christian aspect. We're going to talk about standpoints from the female aspect. We're going to talk about um, sex. We're going to talk about addictions. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. It's real, it's raw, and it's always, as I promised, no holds barred. We're going to let it all fly, baby. So, Hope you are ready. That's right. So, Tamika, go ahead and tell the people a little bit about yourself, other than what I say. Okay, hello, everyone. First off, I would like to say thank you so much for having me on your show, your podcast. Um, You're welcome. I'm 26, and I'm a blogger. I love to write. Um, I just wrote a book this year. It's called, um, yeah, and it isn't published yet, but I'm getting, I'm working on it. Um, it's called Diary of a Sex Ed. Oh my gosh, I need a copy. <laughs> really? I'm just putting okay. that out there. You, don't be <laughs> <laughs> you are silly. I'll make sure you be the first one. Um, my passion is helping teen girls who struggle with um, sex addiction and suicide and also rape as well. 
and abortion. And um, you know what? I love That's the violence. <laughs> yeah, very heavy, deep. I'm sorry. Um, I love to volunteer. I work for a resource center, um, Women, Women Renew Empower. And I just love doing lovely things. I love animals. Oh, isn't she adorable? She's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to get all up in uh, Denise's business, like all of it. All of all it. In it. All of in it. And um, we spill a tea. Tea, grape juice, coffee, <laughs> all, of, all it. of that. So, guys, I, I, I was scrolling through my Instagram one day, and remember, I told you guys, I want this podcast while it's perfectly public. I want it to be personal, so you always get the feel that it's you and I just sitting down chatting. And right now, you guys are kind of eavesdropping on our conversation it's really you know but like I said I'm gonna give you permission um but I was scrolling through Instagram and what I saw was her announcement that she finally put her story out there and she's been pretty open about things her blog posts have always talked about different things like suicide and abortion and rape and sex and you know but I always figured maybe she was just like really just encouraging people or she had like a really great imagination but I didn't know that this was your story yes I didn't know this was your story I tried to cover it up for as long as I could no bust the gates wide open God was like no you 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 have a testimony for somebody to help so I saw it and I said, oh, no, she has to. She has to come talk to y'all and me because she's talking about some real things that you can identify with. Um, three of those topics that she spoke about were um, abortion, sex addiction, uh, drug addiction. And then you also mentioned suicide and suicidal um, behavior. So we're going to just delve into that. I think um, the first, like, where it started might have been the abortion. So you want to tell us how that story goes? Of course. Um, I met this guy on my block, and we started being friends. We started seeing each other every day, like, literally every day, because he stayed right across the street. No, you know what? Across the street? Yes. So you can, y'all can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. We started, you know, I started hanging out at his house and we eventually started having sex. And um, one day I had noticed that I missed my period and then my period didn't come. So oh, I'm boy. just, you know, nervous, like, oh my God. So I look up on the internet to see. Girl, you know, why I'm, did you go <laughs> online? That's the worst place to be. It really had me panicking. More first thing that pop, first thing that popped up was pregnant pregnancy. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh lord, what am I gonna do? I'm doomed at this point. How old were you? Sixteen. I was actually fifteen. And on my sixteenth birthday, I was still pregnant. Jeez, man. Yeah. So, um, 
I kept the secret for a long time. I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. But I finally told my auntie. And when I told her, she took me to get a pregnancy test. Now, we have went to the dollar store. <laughs> you so want it too. <laughs> no, no shade. The 99 cent store does say and more. <laughs> and more. So right. So I'm like, you know, maybe this test won't be, you know, maybe I'm freaking out for nothing. So I took the test and it was positive And, you know, I'm still panicking at this time. I'm like, what am I going to do? Um, days and stuff went went on by, and I'm sick. I'm starting to get sick. For some reason, when you find out that you're pregnant, your symptoms starts to show up. I don't know if that helps <laughs> anybody out there if you haven't been pregnant. It wasn't. It wasn't happening before. You were all dead. Yeah, and all of a sudden you got. And all of a sudden I'm all sick. I'm sick and can't get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on? So um. You know, my family started noticing, like, you know, what is wrong with you? Know, what's wrong with you? So I try to play it off, like, yeah, I'm, I, you know, probably sick from something, eating something. Mm-mm. Right. Lies on top of lies. Wow. So then what happened? Well, I finally decided to tell my mom about it because I just couldn't, you know, I, I hate keeping secrets from her because we're, like, really close. But it's wow. certain stuff that I'm afraid to tell her because I don't want her to be disappointed in me. Disappointed in you or let yeah. down, right? Yeah, I you understand. guys know how that is. Yeah. Definitely understand. So I finally told her, and she was really calm about it. She was super supportive. And she That's took me beautiful. to the... Um, I know, it is. I thank her so much. Um, She took me to the doctor where they confirmed that I was pregnant. And um, she asked me what did I want to do. You know, it was up to me. Whatever I want to do, she'll be supportive. Wow. So I decided to not, you know, deal with it at all. When you say not deal with it, that's where the abortion comes in? Yeah. I was wow. too sick, you guys, 16, 15 years old, and in school and stuff like that, and getting sick. You guys, you know, it was kind of hard and frustrating. And I was emotional. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't take it anymore. So I had decided to make that decision. Wow. Um, yeah. Biggest regret ever. I want to say that too. That's your biggest regret. Yes, ever. Like, why do you regret it? Why do you regret it? I thought that, you know, making that decision would have lifted the burden, you know, of raising a child or like, why, why do you say that you regret it personally my life just went downhill from there and and now that I'm realizing that what I did was wrong and even today I still feel a little sad when I see kids it's hard for me to look at kids like what what if I would have you know kept my child and how my child be just a lot of emotions going on there and that was 10 years ago and you're still you're still still having dreams and everything wow so yeah. it feels as real as like yesterday. Yes. I can't even imagine what you must have felt like. I mean, I know when I know how hard it is to even just hide the fact that you have a boyfriend, but to hide the fact that you were having a baby and then to let it out. Thank God your mom was 
so supportive of you yeah. and didn't ridicule you or uh, lock you under under a house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then to have to go through that and an abortion is such a it's a major deal. We think that the decision itself is a major deal, but past the decision, it's the result. It's the, the actual action and then the result that's a huge deal. What yeah. your body goes through, what the risks are afterwards, and then what you emotionally deal with for years to come. Yes, that's the biggest thing. And no one talks about that. They, they, you know, if you if you look at TV, if you look at uh, shows like um, No Shade, but for a while, teen mom had teenage girls in school thinking it was just cool to have a baby yeah. as an accessory, and it was all good. And if you didn't want another one, you can go ahead and just abort it because it's like no, there's so much more that goes into it that you don't realize. I personally don't know what that's like. I mean. I've, I've done research, I've done all of that, but I can't say that I've been there. You know what I mean? I can say that I've spoken to people who have, and I've seen them, and I've heard them, and now I'm hearing you. So it, it, it lines up, but I can't fathom. I can't fathom what you go through. But I will, I will now add you to my prayer list oh uh, thank you you're welcome because that's that's a heavy burden like past you forgiving yourself for all that that has happened you know it, it, that's that's an obstacle in its own self one once you repent and you give everything to god you turn everything to god he forgives you done mm -hmm. deal he forgets about it he moves on yes. but you stand there you keep holding the bag and you keep be like God, look, I, I still have this. And God is like, why'd you go pick it back up? I got rid of it. Why why do you keep finding the garbage and taking it out? Because for God, after that, it's, it's garbage. He, he doesn't, he's not looking at it. It's, it's trash. You are, you are the apple of his eye. He loves you. You're, you're his daughter. He loves you. And he has forgiven you. So, the 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 trauma that you keep reliving at some point you have to fully forgive yourself you do and while i can't say for certain but i honestly do believe that's when the dreams will stop you know that's when the aching will stop because at some point the enemy hey look at that release self enemy the enemy <laughs> the enemy is is steady there in the background going remember when remember when meanwhile christ is like no forget all of that i did my blood covers you what are you looking at if, if you got a clean slate walk forward don't go backward walk forward your path is behind you so as we talk about that you started talking about um, dealing with that guy. You mentioned how he reacted. Mm -hmm. 
which in my opinion was really stereotypical. Yeah. Because he acted like, who's is it? And you were like, uh, was somebody else with us every day that we were hanging right. out? Right. <laughs> was our like, third person here? <laughs> Adults, somebody, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So, that, so, but he was acting, I think he was acting like that because he already was in a relationship and he didn't want it to be, you know, wanting back to train. Back to train, back to reverse, throw it in reverse, like Missy said. Um, <laughs> he was in a relationship? Yes. He had was he in a relationship after or was he in a relationship while you and him? The were whole the time, street? from the time I met him to the time everything happened, he was in a relationship. But how in the world? Okay, wait. My mind can't wrap it. Wait. So this was a because summer. I met him in the yeah I met him in the summertime. So he had he was hanging all summer, like literally had the best time in the summer. This was out of state. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Where was she? How did she do this? I have no clue. If he was with you every was single there. day. Was she in another state? Did she go away? He had to be away for summer because he was always on the block. And, you know, I was always with him every day. He was so trifling. Super trifling. But you know what? You and I, it's a little sad that we we have more than a few good things in common besides being sisters in Christ and mentoring young girls. We both know what it's like to be the other person without knowing it. Yes. Yeah. A lot and it of sucks. Yeah. It sucks. You're out there, happy-go-lucky, living life. In my case, I got a phone call. I'm like, hey, how are you? And they're like, no, I thought you were better than this. I'm like, whoa. What do you mean? You thought I was better than what? What did I do? Well, like, how could you do this to me? To you? What do you mean to you? You know what? But if you guys want to know what happened, it's on the blog. It's called Dodge the Bullet. And it's also in my uh, Naive in Love series on the website, com. You can read extra, extra, read all about it. Because it's a hot mess. When, when you're found in these situations, when you think you've got it all together. So this yeah. happened to you at age 15. This happened mm-hmm. to me in my 20s. So it, age really matters not. If you're going to get played, you're going to get played. Yeah, that is true. And it's sad. So he had a girlfriend this whole time. Yeah. I was and, in shock. You guys can only imagine how I was like, wow, really? I'm thinking I done had a boyfriend. <laughs> Somebody else's boyfriend. <laughs> Joke for me, huh? Right. <laughs> you, you had a summer friend. That's what you had. <laughs> right. A summer fling. A two-month trial period. <laughs> that was awful. And then, and then on top of that, that's why he said, whose is it? Because yeah. he couldn't lay claim because he wasn't supposed to be laying with anybody really she had a girlfriend. Right. So, with this, then what happened next? 
I asked him, I said, um, I asked him, did he, can he just come support me? He don't have to pay for anything. You know, my mom's going to handle it. Just come and be there. And he did it. He just did it. He wasn't there. No. So after that, I just, you know, he didn't talk. We no, you said, and said what? I said we didn't talk after that. It was just a done deal with him. That was the very last time. Yes. Wow. So after that, you said that the abortion, after the abortion, your life just went downhill. What started happening? Ooh, um, I just started getting out of control. I was um having sex with other guys. I was um, Drinking, smoking, popping. I was even popping pills at that point. You were popping pills. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. In it, you also said that you were sleeping with both guys and girls. Yes. So you just went all the way. Yeah, just out of control. Out of control. Wow. So is that when the sex addiction, uh, uh, I'm all tongue-tied because I'm like in the sauce right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> really going on. In the okay, so is that when the sex addiction, I have to sound it out like on phonics, sex addiction, is that when that happened? Yes. When yes, it was like said. growing, cultivating? Yes. So what's that I just like? couldn't stop myself. Wow. And okay, so we read about it, you know. We read about it. They make jokes about it. TV. It they, they it's make it funny. sound like it's not funny. See, they make it sound like it's something to aspire to. Like, oh, you want to be a nympho? It's great. There's books about it. Back in the day, when um, all those books, like you know, Zane and all of those, those were oh, your books, yeah. and they yeah. made it look so good. Like this is what you. Aspire I love Zane. I used to read Zane all the time. <laughs> like, wow. Zane was not for us. Why right. Was, why was that on our summer reading list personally? At a young age, <laughs> at that, too. At <laughs> a young age. At a young age, that was our summer reading list before it was Shakespeare or the, the actual books we were supposed to be reading in ninth right. grade or even eighth yeah. grade. We're reading these books on yeah. how to go buck wild. I think that was one of the titles before. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, but the next question I'm asking you is not it's not one of those questions where it's, ooh, how was that? Because I'm intrigued and want to find out how to do it. But it's a question of what does that really feel like? Because I want to understand and I want the listeners to understand the reality of it as opposed to the 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 sugar coating cover up enticing way they put it out. What was that sex addiction like? Or what oh, is God. it like? It is terrible. I don't know why people I mean, you know, okay, sex is fun and great. You guys may think so, blah blah blah. But, you know, for me, I don't know about anybody else, but for me, I was very emotional and very sad. I felt so dirty. I mean, just think about it. You're having sex with all these guys who could care less about you. How would that make you feel? It would make you feel useless. Yeah. Worthless. Ugly. Like, why can't I just 
my thing was after after the abortion is I had one in love. That's what I was out looking for. And I don't know that. I don't know why I thought I was getting it from these guys or whatever, but I don't know. You think that you were trying to uh, fix or put a bandaid on how the summer summer guy we're not going to really dignify him right now the summer guy (laughs) um, made you feel especially finding out he had a girlfriend so you kind of felt like oh so I wasn't good enough I was some secret and then when this major thing happened to alter my entire life you dropped me and even accused me in a sense of being a slut and I right. gave you my virginity, and then you turned around, basically called me a slut, left me alone to go be with someone else. That right there is first call me a slut, a then call me a liar. Trip. I was I went from a slut to a liar. Wow, that's a mind trip all on its own. So what you what you started to spiral? That sounds like you were searching for a way to mend what he started to tear down in you yes that is true he's so trifling <laughs> i'm so mad at him i don't even know him. but <laughs> at this at this stage right now the only thing i can do actually and honestly with all my heart i do hope he has changed and if he hasn't i hope he will change and honestly hope he gets to know jesus Yes, and I forgave him, and, you know, sometimes he tried to inbox me and speak. I don't speak. I I ignore his inbox. Currently? Yeah. Like, last year. Last year, he inboxed me, and then his girlfriend came and inboxed me, like, I know that you had abortion and everything. You guys didn't work out. And, you know, just you know how girls are. And I'm Did like, did you read girl? the message that he sent? No, not, this is not the same girl. This is different. Oh. I'm like, did you read the message that he just sent me? He was kind of close to me. But anyway, he now has two kids and whatever. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. We just yeah. gonna sip this here tea, this iced tea, because it's hot outside. We're gonna sip this iced tea. We're gonna jump right on, move along, moving along, right along. So back to the sex addiction. You said it felt absolutely horrible. Yeah. Nothing like how they make it look like you should aspire oh, to no. be sexually hungry all the time. Like, you cannot stop yourself. For you to go from zero to 1,000. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> Forget 100. Just went, went, right. Just went all the way. Just You went men, women. What made you say, oh, okay, yeah, I can sleep with this girl? Was it that... A I'm telling you, it was the drinks. It was the drinks. When you're drinking and smoking and just, you know what I'm saying, out of your mind, it's just like, whatever. Mine completely altered. Mine yeah. completely altered. I was definitely Everything was doing both times. And the pain. Yeah. And the pain. So yeah. pain, when you're, when you're in pain, you don't think clearly. I'll be honest. When I'm in pain, as sweet as I am and as caring as I am, I don't know mean when I'm in pain. I am. All the all the receptors that normally tell me to shut my mouth because something can hurt someone's feelings, 
when I'm in pain, the switch gets over, um, is it overridden, override? I, I don't know what the word is right now. Please, grammar police, do not come for me. <laughs> <laughs> not Just tonight. Me. We had a long not night. night. <laughs> we did have a long night. Um, we tried this before, and it was just, it was acting up. But, um, yeah, so with, with, with all of that, I, I, I'm at a loss for fully, I don't even know the words to say, but I can understand how pain will alter your mind state. And then on top of the pain, you add alcohol, which completely alters your mind state. And you can't yeah, just do like that. Jamie said and blame it on <laughs> <laughs> Right. At this point, it's a little bit more than the alcohol. And then you had drugs on top of it. Yeah. You had drugs. Like, what kind of drugs? I suppose you're going to get all in for business. Oh, all up in. They're going to know the drugs and everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. What it was actually ecstasy. 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 It was ecstasy pills. Yeah, that'll mess you up. That'll yeah. Okay. That will mess you up. So ecstasy, alcohol, and emotional pain. And smoking weed. Over all together? Oh yes. So I was just like, I'm just, I'm, y'all, that was really like the darkest place in my life. I was just like a hot mess, hot mess express. I was really, <laughs> and I can laugh about it now because, you know, God is killing me. So, and I want to be honest. I want to be completely honest as I can. Yes. Yes. And we love and that. Like, That's what we are yeah. all about. Right, Crystal says, fam? We are all about that open honest or sometimes it takes a while before you can yes. peel off the layers but eventually we get there you know eventually we get there um with this, this sexual addiction too it's it's hard it is very hard because it's not just porn because you know we've seen porn tv right now has porn and it's prime time it comes on at eight o'clock <laughs> on, <laughs> on any given show on any given show don't just look not even the ones that you pay for the um i'm not talking about pay-per-view y'all get your mind out of there i'm talking about the regular channels that you pay extra for the movies but you know as soon as 11 o'clock comes the kids cannot be in the same room the tv was on in right and and you know you stay up there because you're watching you're like what's gonna happen next and it, it, it catches you and you're sitting here and you're watching it and you're just like, this is wrong. But you're watching it because it's so intriguing that everyone has made it intriguing. And all your favorite shows that come on the main channel, the free channel, it's there too. It's there too. And back in the day, I'll never forget. I'll never forget when we had dial-up. I won't imitate the sound. But before, <laughs> before we had high speed and all of that Wi-Fi business, we had that dial-up, and my AOL had that little yellow man running across the screen until he made the connection with the little plug. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that little plug. He was trying to connect everything. <laughs> but me and my mom, oh, Lord, you can already see where this is going. Me and my mom shared one email address, and it was brand new. 
not many people had internet. Um, and if you had internet, most of the people we knew, we all had that 30 day free trial. Oh my God. <laughs> we and when one free trial finished, you could get the other free thing and got a new email address. But, um, <laughs> that was then. Right. Anyway, remember the days. Remember the days. But I logged on one day and I said, okay, you know, you heard that lovely little voice. You've got mail. And I was excited. I was like, mom, we've got mail. So I opened it up. And one email said, Britney Spears. And I was so excited. I was young, naive, and stupid. I saw Britney Spears and I was super excited. And I was like, mom, for some reason, I don't think this is going to be about Britney Spears. I don't think it's going to be about Britney, but I'm not sure. Because we were just hearing about, you know, spam. We were just hearing about how people send bad things in email. So I, I, I said, who would send me private stuff about Britney? No one knows me. I'm not famous. But just in case, what if I can meet Britney? Because then I can get to Justin Timberlake and he's going to be my future husband. So I might be able to. All the, you know, all of these <laughs> were, were, you know, my thoughts. My mother said, open it up. Oh, I'm a big mistake. <laughs> girl, 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 y'all. I opened that thing up and it was not Britney. It was not Britney. It was someone doing a whole lot of something to a something. <laughs> and, and, and I instantly went stupid. I forgot how to use the mouse. I forgot how the keyboards work. I forgot how computers work. And my mother was saying, shut it off. And I was like, I don't remember too. I was freaking out. So I just shut down the entire computer. Just powered it off. Another time, <laughs> we had one of those movie chows. And I'm sitting there with my mama again. All the fun stuff happens with my mama. Sitting there and we're looking for a movie. We did not know that the shows came on at late hours. I had just finished watching Dawson's Creek on WPIS 11. And we looked for a movie. So I turned on the TV onto one of those channels. And y'all, it was not the movie you wanted to watch with your mama. Or at all. Embarrassing. Man. And, and again, I got completely stupid. It was, it was more than a deer in headlights. I got completely stupid. And I was like, Mom, shut it off. She was like, you have the remote in your hand. Oh, like, yeah. I <laughs> And I was like, I don't remember how it works. And, I, and at one point, I think I threw the remote and just screaming because I didn't know how to shut it off. And I was embarrassed because there's this thing happening. And I'm sitting with my mom. And and, and I'm now, like, in, in puberty, so all these things feel weird. All these things feel weird. Never mind that those in Creek did kind of have some scenes, but they weren't full on, you know, because they were supposed to be about teenhood. That's not a term either, but it's tonight. Teenhood. <laughs> um, so these, these, these things are inundated from young ages. Children are seeing these in their favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And it seems that in their most formative years, their puberty years, the feelings that we are developing because the hormones start raging and all these different things. I'm sure that's what you were feeling at 15. I know I was. 
I had hormones from a very long time. But, you know, um, you're feeling these things. And while these shows are on to educate you about these feelings so you don't feel so weird and alone, like you're the only person feeling this way, they also kind of do you, no, not kind of, they do do you a disservice because now they portray, go ahead and just do it. Yeah. And then the outcome of that is a very hard decision like you face. And it's more than, it's more than just showing you, yes, you're going to experience this. Go ahead and do it anyway. And then when you get to the hard part, we'll show you how to get over the hard part. But why are you encouraging us to get to the hard part? That's my question. That's my question now. Why encourage us to get to the hard part? Why not encourage us? How to deal with these forming hormones, these forming uh, feelings, so that we don't fall victim to certain things. Yes, in life, we're going to face different challenges and temptations to do things, but instead of teaching us willpower and learning the value of no and accepting no, and not just giving in because your body feels like you want it. If you're telling us to be disciplined with our schoolwork, be disciplined with our practices of musical instruments, be disciplined with our sports, why not also encourage us to be disciplined with our bodies? Exactly. And, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, thank you. But I, now I'm thinking about it, I'm legitimately tired of hearing people put other people down for being either celibate or being virgin. That blows my mind. That's crazy. Like, what? I wish I was a virgin. You bully people, right? You bully people for being a virgin. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, it's a bad thing. Really? Really? My, my My mind is blown on that. The guys get it. The girls get it. We always see the girls getting it, but I think it's really heavy for guys, too, because they've got this pressure put on them that if mm-hmm. they don't get it, they're not guys at all. They're not men. Don't listen they're to that. It's not true. You know what? It is not true. Some of the sexiest men are the men who have restraint. It's like, oh, so you're not just going to fall down just because it's out in your face? No? Right. You're going to, okay, that, that is attractive. A man who can stand up. A guy who can. Listen up, fellas. <laughs> a guy who can actually grow up as a teenage boy to actually treat a young lady like a young lady. Yeah. That's another lost art. That's enough. That's, it's bad enough when us young ladies are out there not knowing how to be young ladies. We, you know, because we've got trauma of our own, whether mm-hmm. it's daddy issues, whether we were abused, what, whatever the situation might be, yeah, we've got enough. And rape, yeah. and rape, you know, all of that, all of that. And, and didn't you mention you experienced that too? Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm so Terrible. sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But you know what? Is remarkable about you. We've talked about the abortion. We've talked about the sex addiction. We've talked about the drug addiction. 
the rape. I don't even know what happened there. I mean, if you want to share about the rape and um, the suicide attempt, by all means, I welcome you to do so. That's up to you. Um. Okay. So y'all ready? <laughs> because I can I can say it now because I finally said it because for years I was afraid to open up and you know talk about this story because I kind of blamed myself. You know, when you like, if I hadn't been drinking, then no. you know this would never happen, and that's not that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, um, oof, I need to keep my breath. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I met this guy. He was so sweet, y'all. Like I'm for real. He was. He paid for my hair, my nails. You know, always took me out to eat. He just had me around his family. He was just like so nice. Hmm. So, um. We started drinking. Um, he used to come pick me up with a drink, you know, that's it. So this night, he came to pick me up from my friend's house. We had, uh, I don't know where me and my friend was at, but I was like, I'm ready to leave. So I had called him, and he had came to pick me up. We go to his house, and we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Just me and the house. Nobody else. So we go upstairs, you know, we be tipsy now, we ready to, you know, mm-hmm. do the do. So we go upstairs and we're, we have sex. So after that, uh, as I'm sitting on the bed, and he's on the side of me, when his friends walk up the stairs. Wait. Wait. Yeah. No, wait. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, where did he come from? It's dark. I'm like, you know, no, what's going on? So I'm he coming stand in my face. The bed is oh. low. Damn. So he's in my face, and I'm like, I shook my head and I moved my head, like you know, no, like that. And oh he like, man, stop playing. That was his dead word. And the boys that I went laughing. He was still there? He laughed. Yes, he was still there and he laughed. When he wow. said, man, quit playing. So, he was like, man, quit playing. And then he, you know, put this thing in my mouth. Oh, my God. And then, that's it. Then. And the other guy was his, still there? Yes. His other friend came up there. No! Yes. So I know there's three men there. Yes. And he turned me over and he had sex with me. Now I'm calling for, I wasn't trying to, I was just calling, I ain't going to say his name right now, but I was calling for him and he was like, I'm right here. He gave his hand like I'm right here. Your hand? Dude, I don't yeah, like your hand. I want you to stop running train on me. Like Exactly. And then, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he finished. And then it was just like... Wait, all of this was happening, all of this rape was happening. It's going to sound like a stupid question. It's going to sound very stupid. 
But uh, there's no such thing as stupid questions. <laughs> were any of them using condoms? No, they weren't. Good night. Exactly. So after that, you know, they go downstairs, and I'm still upstairs, and then I finally go downstairs. I go downstairs, and everybody's gone. What do you mean everybody's gone? Everybody left. I'm in the house by myself. All the guys left, the, even the guy who brought you there? Yes. So I'm like, okay. So I go get my phone, and then I'm like, you know, he's not answering. I'm calling him. He's not answering. So I had to end up, I ended up calling one of my male friends that he came in. He lives all the way in Farmington Hills. I called him, I like, I told him what happened. Like, they just, you know, he was the only person that I told. I told him and I told my cousin. But mm-hmm. I'm not even going to get deep into what happened with my cousin and all that. But um, I told him and he had came and got me. And I had faith and I, because I, I didn't want to go home. I don't, I don't know what I was feeling. I was just feeling shocked. Don't know really what's going on. So I just stayed at his house. I went back to his house and spent the night. And then went home the next day. What? So, yeah. Okay. Was it after this that suicide became a thing or? Yeah. It was wow. after that because I had um, gotten STD after that. From all these nasty men. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, what is really good? My, my life is just a hot mess. But I can't, you know, I can't take it no more. So I was just really, really, you know, depressed and sad. And just had, I just had a lot going on. Can you imagine, you know, having that happen to you and not being able to tell anybody? I tell my friend, you know, he didn't really say much about it. But it I can't imagine else. any of what you've been through happening. You've been through a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, your entire story sometimes says one part of it is just a story for one person in their lifetime. You've had you've had multiple people's uh lives in, in one lifetime. But the amazing thing is where God has brought you now. Yes. That, that is true. you can be so open and and, and talk about it. And it wasn't just this year, and well, maybe last year, a little bit last year, I was opening up. But this year, he really, you know, got me out of my comfort zone. Was like, okay, it's time for you to get out there and share your testimony. So, okay. and as I'm well, sharing I'm my so testimony, oh, thanks guys for listening. I can't believe I actually said this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm in shock. My heart is beating so fast. So good. What are we gonna say? Um, he's actually healing me during this process as I'm um telling my testimonies of people who need to hear. Yeah, God God works like that. Um, even for those of you listening who don't believe in God whatsoever. We oh, can't force real. you to <laughs> you know, he is real, but we can't force you to believe. We can only share our experiences with him um, and hope you value that really just or even just respect it um, what I was going to say is that this entire season two uh, if you haven't guessed by now 
um, it's really all about you. And when I say you, I don't mean, I don't mean um, you just as you, the listener group, but I mean you, the individual. There are things we're going to face in our lives where we have to bounce back from. There are things that we have to climb over. There are things we're going to stumble through. There are things that are going to knock us down, beat us to a bloody pulp. But if your heart is still beating, you have a fight left in you to bounce back. So this whole season is all about you, the self, self-care, making sure your health is intact, whether it's your physical, your mental, your emotional, um, you pursuing goals, you figuring out what is of value to you and what is of value from you. We're going to talk a whole lot about you as the self in this season. The topics are going to range, but they're all going to focus on you, the individual. And I hope, and I hope and I pray that this season takes you to a new season. Uh, with Denisha here. If I was wearing a wig, it would have blown off by now. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> the, the stuff you shared and where you are now, what I'm going to ask you is this. Um, clearly, God is using you voicing and writing out your testimony as a measure of healing you. Mm-hmm. I would say self-healing because you can't really find another term, but we know it's the hand of God doing it, orchestrating it, carrying it all out completely. But what else do you personally do to help you continue to overcome? Because it's a daily struggle. You admitted it yourself. You're not fully there over the sex addiction. You have have slip-ups because seriously, when even now as a Christian, being celibate, and I talked about it in season one. Being celibate is difficult in this world. Sex is everywhere. Sex is in songs. And there matter of fact, there are some songs that um are old school R and B. The lyrics are great, but then you listen to the, the background track. There's one song that I love. It has nothing to do with sex whatsoever. But the background vocals is just pure moaning. And I'm like, wait a minute, I never noticed that over the beat. I never noticed it. So there's moaning in the background of one of my jams. Like, oh, I got to cut this song out. This one got to go. You know what I mean? And then you've got got people coming to you, offering you, let me just do this for you. Because, you know, you look stressed. And you're like, no, I'm good. I just just need a massage, and it's not the one you want to give me. It's okay. (laughs) I can go to the spa. (laughs) You know, so being single and celibate all at the same time and Christian is kind of like and living in this world it's kind of like sitting Ooh, at a table a... girl sitting at a table all you got is a glass of water and everyone just came from the buffet with full plates and everybody's eating around you offering you you want a leg you want something you're like no I'm, I'm good on this water this water is very satisfying 
I am watching my figure. I'm good. But you're really hungry. <laughs> you are so hungry. You want to snatch everything off of those plates and devour it. That's how you feel. So for you to be open and honest about where you've been and what you've experienced, let's be honest, your body's appetite has experienced all these things. And from time to time, it's going through withdrawals and hunger pains. And it's just like, mm -hmm. feed me. And you're constantly going, no, chick, you're not eating today. You will enjoy the salad <laughs> and relax. And relax. And you're done. Um, and you're done. And in in our lives, that salad is going to be the word of God because that's yes. what's going to get us through. That's what's going to get us through. Besides just thinking, okay, I'm going to read the scripture that I've read a million times over. It's just it's the, the, the scripture could be the appetizer. And, so, and once you get your mind around not feeling like you're missing out because that's a major part mm -hmm. yeah. the, the thought yeah. that i am missing out on something that i once had or i'm missing out on something that i have never had and i want to try because it looks really good they instagram filtered it and it looks fabulous i want to try that it's really hard and it's really difficult but for people like you you're inspiring and i'm not putting pressure on you but you're inspiring because you've been through all of these things and your appetite has actually been wet. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all of that as a culmination. And you're standing your ground, even though sometimes you fall, mm -hmm. you keep getting back up. That's the bouncing back. The ball always hits the ground, but it has to come back up. Yes. You know, and then eventually there's going to be a follow through. Eventually when someone makes the shot, right? <laughs> you know? So, so um, I don't even know if I use that basketball terminology right. I don't know. Guys don't get at me. Girls don't get at me. I have no clue. But I think I did a thing there. Either way, you're inspiring in that sense because you've been through so many different things. And here you are speaking out about it. And um, what I want to ask you is for someone listening who may not be able to talk like you've just spoken, what would you say to them or for someone who is um, able to talk about it, to talk about the things that they've experienced or to talk about the fact that maybe they haven't had trauma as, as deep and difficult as you, but they're still struggling with sex, they're still struggling with uh, drugs or an addiction of some sort, they're still struggling, trying well, to be. Well, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm done. I'm, I I want to hear from you now. No, you sure? Go ahead. Oh, I'm so done. I'm so done. I just I want to hear from you because I I want you to encourage encourage us. What is, what is your advice? Oh uh, well, actually, the closer I got to God. It's really when you as soon as you get close to God, I'm telling you, it's going to be easier for you to put back whatever you were struggling with. Like for me, when I got closer to God and started reading my Bible and fasting and praying and everything, um, it was easy for me to be like, oh, no, nah, I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to have sex, even though it's it still comes up. Like the other night, one of my guy friends texted me like, let's go do this and that. 
I wasn't even interested. Now, it had to be me back then. I was like, yeah, let me put my clothes in the shower and get ready. I was, you know, like, of course. But it's just like, I can tell that I'm really, that he's really taking me further and I'm just really better than what I used to be. And that it's easy for me. It's, eventually I'm going to be like, you know, all together and know I'm done. Yeah. But it's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. And you can't get yeah. mad at yourself for, for slip-ups because you're not perfect. Yeah. And and that, that's the thing. People, A lot of people think that Christians are perfect because sometimes we act like we are. But really what we're trying to do is, is speak into existence. You know, we're going to keep saying these things so that it, it, it hits our minds and hopefully it hits our behavior. So when there's a downfall, forgive us because we mess up. Yeah. We mess up. We, we get weak. We're still living in this world. We understand what you're dealing with. We understand the, the, the same pains and temptations you go through. We go through them too. We just turn to Christ. And sometimes when we mess up, it's because we just ignore what Christ said. Yeah. <laughs> and that's distractions. Got to cut them distractions off. You you know what I mean? It, that's a fact. Got to be careful. You know, I don't do some of the things I used to do. Like, I like to dance, and I'm West Indian, and I'm just leave it there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's some things I don't I don't do anymore. And some of my friends are like, hey, yeah, let's dance, and I'm just like. I don't dance that much anymore, and sometimes I just won't dance that much when I'm around my friends. I might do a little little something here and there, but I know the me from what I used to do, even though I've been saved for a very long time, very long time, but still growing up. You know, you're still growing up. You still have to experience these things, even though you have salvation. You still have to experience those things, and I can talk about that in another post um, where I can write about it. Um, but you know, you, you you still go through these things, and um, I know the me I was. Some of those dance moves, <laughs> I'm not gonna do them till I'm married, y'all. And, and he better not fail nobody. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's legit. It's it's legit. You know what you can do. And you, you want to just hold that now. And, and you may look corny. I may look corny at times because I'm fighting every urge. Because when that beat mm-hmm. drops, all the West Indian in me hits, yeah. it hits my hip first. Yeah, especially right. around your old friends, your old, you know what I'm saying, old family members that aren't saved and stuff like that. It's easy to try to, it's easy to slip back into your old ways. But you just got to say It's real easy. And I ain't going to lie. I, I love soca. I do, but I, I, I purposefully tried not to listen to it as much because it hits my hips first. It, it hits the hips first. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to go there anymore. I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm not trying to go there anymore. Um, but there, there are things that we deal with. And, um, let me be the first to say, well, obviously, I don't know if the the listeners can say it. I mean, you guys can comment. But I want to say thank you, Denisha, for opening up and joining Let's Chat You and Me because that's exactly what we did. And um, you dropped some heavy stuff. I had a really great time talking to you. 
You... Oh, me too. Yeah. We should tell us when it's recorded. Yes. We should tell us when it's not recorded. Not that we're hiding anything from you guys. I just like her. <laughs> you know? Um, so we're going to wrap this up, guys. Oh, wait. Sorry, y'all. Oh, wait. Didn't, sorry. Didn't, I just want to say also, mm-hmm. um, during the healing process, don't claim what, like, don't claim sex addiction, don't claim suicide, don't claim none of that, okay? It's not good to claim it. Heal, find something that you, that will, um, get your uh, mind off it. Like, for me, it's writing, whether yours is, uh, singing, dancing, find something to take your frustration. Well, I don't want to say that. That don't sound right. <laughs> but it's real, because you get frustrated. But yeah. You get real tight. <laughs> yeah, gotta find something, you know, to keep your mind off of it. And mine's is writing, so find something, you know. Don't be ashamed to tell your story, please. So many others need it. I was afraid, and now I'm not anymore. And I just hope that you all get the courage to tell your story. And that's tell it. Your story. That's the life Don't be. Yeah. Gotta tell heal. Story. Gotta heal. Give it self time and heal. Oh, I just love her. I love her. Instagram has some great people. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I mean, everybody bomb on Instagram. Yes. Twitter. I, I'm saying. I am saying. Um, yes, so, again, you guys will find her information posted on, actually, this blog post on the website. If you've already subscribed, you're just hearing this. Go straight to the website, com. You'll see it. It will be this post right there, uh, the bounce back, and it'll have all her information listed, as well as the phone number where you guys can call and leave your comments. Some of it might make it onto the next podcast. So, you know, I hope you guys share this podcast. I hope you were encouraged. And I yes. hope that you do some heavy thinking. Because healing can come from the heavy thinking. You've got to face it. Part of releasing that inner self enemy, like the plus, is you got to face it. You have to yeah. face yourself. You've got to do, and I tell you guys this all the time because I do it personally. You've got to stare yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the opposite of the negative that your mind is telling you. So, that's all for tonight, guys. Or today, whenever you're listening to it, I don't know. But I appreciate you, and I love you so very much. Thanks, guys. Bye.